Hey, y'all, you're listening to the Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Dodder. To learn more about today's reading or to read along with us, check out jointhejourney.com. Thanks for joining. This morning, we're in James 2, and we're introduced to the sin of partiality. What's the sin of partiality, and how does it play out today? Well, I want you to envision this scenario. You're serving as an usher on a Sunday morning, and two different guests walk in. One guest, decked out. They're wearing Gucci, Louis Vuitton purse. They definitely pulled into the parking lot in a Rolls Royce. I mean, this person is dressed nice. And then you've got another individual entering the church at the same time. They rode their bike to church or maybe even walked. They probably haven't showered in a few days. They're dressed in worn out, sweaty, dirty clothes. And in this scenario, both individuals walk into the service looking for a seat at the same time. Both guests arrive. They're a little late. You've got to seat them both. And so you decide you'll escort the guest who's dressed nicer to the best seat in the house. Single seat, open, middle of a row, centered in line with the stage, the bottom bowl section. It's a great seat. And then you take the guest who's dressed poorly and you take them to the back, back corner balcony. Sorry, you got to go up. What made you decide who would sit where? And why did you give the guest who is dressed nicer the better seat? Odds are, because you were showing partiality toward the wealthy individual and against the impoverished individual. This is the exact scenario laid out in James 2. James writes in verses 1 through 9, My brothers, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly, and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in, And if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, you sit here in a good place while you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit down at my feet, have you not then made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, verse 5, my beloved brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Are not the rich the ones who oppress you and the ones who drag you into court? Are they not the ones who blaspheme the honorable name by which you were called? If you really fulfill the royal law according to scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You're doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. So how do I know if I'm showing partiality? In today's Devo, Elizabeth Hoffman wrote, Partiality toward or against people is treating them differently or making judgments about them based on preconceived attitudes, generalizations, stereotypes, or other presuppositions. The sin of partiality is when we treat people differently or make judgments about them based off of preconceived attitudes, generalizations, stereotypes, or other presuppositions. And last year at the porch, David Marvin gave a message on James 2 and partiality, and it was entitled, No Favorites. And in this message, he says, When the scriptures talk about how you and I can look at one another, we see this command that we are to see every person we've ever met, Christian or non-Christian, old, young, black, white, brown, age, gender, regardless— as someone who is of incredible value. They're made in God's image. Favoritism, by definition, is treating someone differently, thinking about someone differently, saying or speaking to someone differently based on how you perceive them. 
how you think about them. And the scripture says this can be a source of tremendous division, and it's something that God hates. It's a sin that's definitely not to take place inside of the church, as is the case for all sin. And I I bet some of us, a lot of us actually are thinking, okay, yeah, favoritism, partiality, that's not really something I struggle with. And I think in general, all of us, all the time, David said, are processing information that we are based off of our preferences, determining how we're going to interact with partiality. And he said, okay, let me let me put it like this. Here's an example that doesn't even have to do with people. And then as David's giving this message, he asks if there are any dog people in the room. So all these people get excited, they cheer, they love dogs, whatever. And David's like, okay, so think about if you're a dog person and you walk into a friend's room or a friend's home and they've got a dog and they're there with their dog. You walk in, you haven't met this dog before, but the dog looks friendly. So you go up and you're like, I'm just going to pet him. And then the dog's really, really nice. The dog jumps up in your lap. And for a dog person, you're like, oh, this is great. You have such a sweet dog. But let's say the same person, this dog person, person who likes dogs, walks into somebody's house and they have a cat. You hate cats. The cat approaches you. You're like, okay, the cat's around, whatever. Now, if it comes up and begins to paw or jump on you like a dog would, you're okay with the dog, but not this. Like, cats are supposed to just kind of scurry by and run off. I don't, David's like, I don't know what cats do. But in that moment, based on that person's preferences, it's influencing or impacting how you behave. If you're not a cat person, you're uncomfortable, you want it to move away, you'd be fine if a dog jumped up and sat in your lap, but a cat, no thanks. You push the cat off. The cat didn't do anything. You just like dogs better. So then David takes this example and he moves to people. How do you determine who you like? Who annoys you? Who do you want to spend time with? Or who is worth your time? Who's worth spending time with? And what becomes tragic is whenever our preferences, David said, in the way that I think about someone based on where they're from, when, what college they went to, what type of education they have, what family they grew up in, good or bad, when I allow that to ascribe or begin to associate value how valuable or not valuable that person is, it becomes incredibly catastrophic. You see, partiality is when we allow our preconceived notions or attitudes or generalizations to inform how valuable we think someone is. And when we do that, it's incredibly catastrophic. James 3, David says, is showing us how we're to treat one another. And he says, I honestly think James, too, believes this issue to be so huge because, well, think about today. How often is a person's identity, the type of school they send their kids to, their gender, their age, their ethnicity, constantly being thrown in front of all of us in a way that's oftentimes incredibly divisive in the body of Christ? Because in culture, we see these attributes being emphasized or prioritized or favorited all the time. That's what our culture does. Certain attributes are elevated or favored over others, and people assign value based off how you fit into their preconceived idea as to how people should be or think or talk or dress. But David said, unlike any other group of people on the planet, the church is to be a group that is united, not because we are uniform in how we look, but because we are united through Jesus to one another. 
And James said, at that mentality, if I treat you different because you look this way or you are this way or you have this, you've begun to step into a serious sin that God despises. Partiality is dangerous. We can slip in it without realizing. Be on guard. Because at the end of the day, we have to remember that people have value because they are made in God's image, not because they dress nice or come from a certain background or of a certain age. God's people have value simply because they're his kids. Do you keep this front of mind on a day-to-day basis at work or at school? God's people have value simply because they're his kids. That's all we've got time for, but I hope you'll spend some time today thinking and praying through where partiality might be creeping into your day-to-day life. Who do you believe is valuable? All people have value because they're made in God's image. What a great reminder. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Thanks for listening. Did you know you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? Leaving a review helps others more easily find the podcast and read along with us. So we'd love your help.